Welcome this second Sunday after Pentecost to Queen Anne Lutheran Church. Wherever you are listening, whatever challenges you might be facing, we invite you into this space, a time where you can hear the proclamation of good news spoken and sung, a time where you can be still and know God is God. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Jesus makes this observation in light of charges that he is possessed. It's not, however, that he is possessed by a demon, but by the Holy Spirit. We who have received the Holy Spirit through baptism have been joined to Christ's death and resurrection. As we gather in worship, even virtually, we are the body of Christ. Those with whom we sing and pray this day are Jesus' family. With them we go forth in peace to do the will of God. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Today is the first Sunday of the month, and as such, we welcome you to our family service. I'm Pastor Dan, and this is our children's sermon. How would you define family? For most people, Family refers to others who are related by blood. A parent or a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, nieces, nephews, siblings, brothers, sisters. But we know that family can be more than this, don't we? 
we know that family can also include a stepbrother or a stepsister, a foster brother or a foster sister, a stepdad, a stepmom, an adopted child. All of these are additional examples of what family can mean. Did you know that church, this congregation in particular, can also be a family? That God has a family and the church is it? I didn't know that until one day, after being gone for a couple of weeks, I came back and one of our church members, her name is Shirley, said, welcome back, pastor, your family. Family, I learned, is bigger than just mom or dad, a brother or sister. Family can also be and is the church. And that's exactly what Jesus says today in our reading. He says that our family, you might say our extended spiritual family, are those who do the will of God. What is the will of God, you might ask? Welcoming people, like Shirley did, to our fellowship. Being kind to each other. Sharing with each other. Looking out for each other. This is what the best families do. And this is what we're called to do as God's family, the church. Let's pray. Kind and loving God, you enlarge our understanding of family such that we belong to the church and look out for each other. Help us do that more. Help us be kind to one another and share and give witness to your family, God's family, here this day and every day. Amen. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The ruler of this world will be driven out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Gospel according to Mark, the third chapter. Then he went home, and the crowd came together again, so that he could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him, for people were saying, He has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebul, and by the ruler of the demons he casts out demons. And he called to them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed, 
the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemy against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they had said, he had an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. The Gospel of the Lord. I recall when I was a teenager, in my disagreements with my friends, there was, it will often end with one question. Whose side are you on anyway? As I've gotten older, I discover that that question is not limited to teenagers. We ask the same kinds of questions even as we are older and even as people of faith. I've known that I have asked that kinds of questions to ask who is in and who is out? Who is acceptable and who is not? The same question that I sense that I hear our text today as people are just trying, trying to figure out if they are on Jesus' side or not. I love Jesus' response in his parable. I especially love what Jesus says at the very end of our text today where he says, whoever does the will of God are my brothers, my sisters, and my mother. For the past 20 years, I have been serving as an Air Force chaplain. Before I joined the chaplain corps, I too had a rather binary way of looking at people of faith. On top, there will be Lutherans, and there will be a scale of all people who are not Lutherans, right? And at the bottom, there would be like the Muslims and the Mormons or the Jehovah Witnesses. But after I joined the chaplain corps, I realized God was much bigger than my worldview. You see, in the chaplain corps, we are called to serve everyone. We may not be able to provide direct care for them and providing religious services for them, but we are a chaplain to all. And we also work with fellow colleagues from all types of faith expressions. I remember as I grew in the chaplain corps, I've encountered some incredible, incredible people. A boss who was a Southern Baptist, who is a Southern Baptist to this day, is considered like a relative 
to the Xiao family. He and his wife have attended all my children's significant events, graduations from high school to college. They have been with my family and loved on us through every trial, through every joy. They have been with us. I also have a great friend named Brian McCormick, who is a Church of Christ non-musical tradition. Brian is not a very tall guy, but his we call him the effervescent chaplain because his laughter and his joy is so contagious and so big that when he walks in and he smiles at you, you're captured by his joy. About 10 years ago, when my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer and he heard about it, he called me and we talked on the phone for a while and he asked me how I was doing. At the end of that conversation, he asked me, Herb, is it okay if I call you once a week just to check in on you? Here's a guy who was actually in a, in a graduate school program sent by the Air Force that year, was busy as all get out. And the only day he had free was a Saturday. He called me. He asked me if he can call me every week just to check in on me. He, through him, I experienced God. As I did with Chaplain Wagner, the Southern Baptist. As I did with Randy Irwin, who was a Pentecostal. As I did with Father Joe, who was a Catholic priest. With every single one of them, I experienced God's love, tenderness, and care. I even experienced the same thing from my fellow Mormon brothers who were chaplains and even civilians that I've worked with. I have found them to be the most gracious, the most kind people that I have ever come to work with in my entire career. Despite being marginalized and being discriminated against, they continue to exhibit a grace that is truly amazing. One of the jobs I had as a military chaplain it was that I worked for the chief of chaplain's office. And I also oversaw the communication department for the chief of chaplains. On one trip that I had to go capture some video and uh, uh, pictures for the chaplain corps was to go visit what we call a basic military training school. That's where young men and women um, go to training for about eight weeks to become uh, an airman in, the, in our Air Force. As you can imagine, it's a large base and people from all walks of life, all faith traditions gather there for those eight weeks. And therefore, we had chaplains there of all faith groups to support them. There were two things in that, if, at that trip that I will never forget. Uh, 
One was that I had a chance to go and visit and be a part of the Friday evening prayer service for the Muslim community. I arrived early and uh, gradually, one by one of them, came into that rather dilapidated room. It was an old um, dormitory that was converted into just a big hall for them to pray. And as I watched them worship, I began to realize that we weren't that different. They gathered like we did. They read and listened to sacred texts. Their imam, their pastor, provided a message. They sang, they chanted, and they departed and they had fellowship, just like we did. As they departed, the imam introduced me to one of the leaders there. And he as he introduced me to him as someone from the chief of chaplain's office, his eyes just lit up, took my hand, and shook my hand vehemently and thanked me and said, please tell your chief of chaplains how grateful we all are for providing us this amazing space, for giving us an amazing chaplain so that we can express our faith. The other story I will never forget is that I gathered about six or seven of our chaplains from all different faith expressions to interview them on what it's like to work and live and play from all different faith groups. One of the things I discovered was, as I filmed them, and asked them questions about their experience was the amount of affection, the deep affection that they had for each other. You can tell by the way they laughed, they smiled at each other, the way they affirmed each other. But there's one story that I will never forget. And that came from the imam. He told me how, this, how that assignment was the first assignment for him. And he didn't know anything about the Air Force or know anyone at that base when he first arrived. But when he did, the rabbi met him and brought his family to introduce the rabbi's family to, to his. And the rabbi also brought meals to give to the imam and his family. You see, they had something in common because the halal dietary restrictions and the kosher dietary restrictions are very similar. So they can share meals with each other, yet they're of different faiths. The imam talked about how that just touched him and his family immensely. When the rabbi deployed, not too long after the imam arrived, the imam would bring food to the rabbi's family on a regular basis and share meals with them. After the imam told the story, he then put his hand on the, rab on the rabbi who was sitting next to him and squeezed his shoulders and, and shoulder and shook him and said, now this is my brother in faith. He is my brother in faith.
For whoever does the will of God is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Since I came to the Synod about three months ago now, one of my projects was to go and um, interview all our mission developers, all the new church start pastors. And every single one of these pastors, and as I learned about their ministries, I was inspired by the way they are leaning to figuring out what it means to be people of God in their community. There is a couple of churches that truly was inspirational. Two churches, one 74 Woodlawn, pastored by Kara um, Tannis, and Columbia City Church of Hope, pastored by Darla de France. Both of these churches were churches that eventually closed, that now are in the process of continuing to reimagine what church can be. Or perhaps another way to phrase it, reimagine what it means to be a people of God within their community. Both realize that worship is only one component of what it means to be people of God. Both are asking, what is the Spirit calling us to be about here in this community? What is the Spirit already doing out there that we can be a part of? How can we partner with the community more so that we can serve the community and love the community? How can we be a spiritual center for this community that we're placed in today. They are coming up with some amazing and creative ways as they seek to listen and discern. They have offered classes on racial inequality, even to children with children's programs. They have offered their spaces to various addiction groups They have made their space for arts. They have made their space for children to gather and parents to gather. They have been a refuge for all types of marginalized people. Both of them are coming up with different ways of what it means for them, as well as many other churches, as I've learned and listened to throughout the Synod. The churches that have gone out to listen and discern have always heard the Spirit doing some amazing things beyond the church walls. They have sought to not simply go out to serve the church, to serve the community, but they've gone out to be a part of the community and perhaps even allow the community to serve them. I think for generations, we as Christians, as a church, we tend to look as ourselves as having the corner on God's work. 
We as people of God are the people that go out and do God's work wherever we are at. We are called to proclaim God's love and forgiveness. Although that's true, if we believe that God is good and that we're goodnesses, God is, that God is not just limited to the four walls of this church, that the Spirit is actively engaged and at work in mighty ways beyond the walls of the church. And that our job is to discern what the Spirit is doing and to be a part of that. Because as we do, and each and one of these mission developers and churches that I've listened to, they are transformed. They experience God in a way, in ways that they've never experienced before. Whoever does the will of God, I'm my brother, my sister, and my mother. Since I came here in February, it's been a transition, as you can imagine, for someone who's been in the military for 20 some odd years. As with many veterans, the transition back to what we call civilian life is uh, takes some adjusting. So too with me. I've had to come back to a new place that I know very little now. 20 years, much has happened 20 years here on the east side. I come, I come to a place where I don't know many people anymore. But as soon as I got here, um, Diane Johnson, who is my colleague at the Senate office, introduced me to her text group, a group of clergy from Presbyterians to Methodists to UCC to Lutherans, a group who welcomed me, who loved on me, who valued me, who valued my voice and welcomed me into their community. Despite knowing each other, some of them for decades, they allowed me to be a part of them. They valued my voice and, saw, and always were eager and curious to know what I thought. Sometimes, sporadically, I would get a text in the afternoon saying, that said, hey, Herb, you want to join us for uh, a beverage at this restaurant outside? Or just so happened that one of the members of this group was my next door neighbor. He would yell across the fence and say, hey, Herb, come on over to our fireplace. Just sit down and uh, we'll just hang out. They did God's work for me. That, for me, is what the people of God is all about. Just as they extended love to me, they also received my affection for them. They are my brothers and my sister and my mother and my father.
and the faith. Whose side are we on? I'm not sure that question, my elementary model, my elementary way of thinking of a binary God and a binary world is that helpful anymore. Because God is on your side. God is on my side. On his, on hers, on their side. God is on the side of mercy, of kindness, of love, of justice. God is on the side of reconciliation, of bringing hope and wellness to all. That is what I believe the people of God are called to be about. Amen. today to welcome six new members to Queen Anne Lutheran Church, one of whom is not with us today. 
I will mention more about him at the end of our uh, presentation of new members, each of whom has participated in a six-point Lutheranism uh, introductory class to the faith and heritage of this tradition. More important, however, is their unified desire to be part of a community where we not only attempt to answer questions, but where we place a big emphasis on asking the questions. At two points during today's ride, I invite you listening to participate by joining with us in saying the Apostles' Creed, and then by responding in the affirmative to the question of whether you will pray for and support these new members. Your response will be, we do and we ask God to help us and guide us. That said, we begin our presentation of new members. Dear friends, we give thanks for the gift of baptism and for these people, one with us in the body of Christ, whom we welcome as new members into the life and ministry of this congregation. We welcome Bob, Pam, Ren, Liz, Kat, and also in spirit with us today, Matt. With the whole church, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In baptism, we are welcomed into the body of Christ and sent to share in the mission of God. We are called to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. Siblings in Christ, do you intend to be baptized or to continue in the covenant of your baptism among God's people in this place? If so, say, I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, I do and I ask God to help and guide me. People of God, those of you watching, do you promise to pray and support for these new members in their life in Christ? If so, say at home, we do, and we ask God to help and guide us. Let us welcome then these sisters and brothers in Christ to this community of faith. We rejoice with you in the life of baptism. Together we will give thanks and praise to God and proclaim the good news to all the world. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks for our new members, Bob, Pam, Ren, Liz, Kat, and Matt, whom you have drawn to yourself by the love of Jesus Christ and whom we have welcomed into this household of faith. Keep us close together in your spirit, in the breaking of bread and the prayers, and in service to others. Amen. 
Welcome to Queen Anne Lutheran Church. I, uh, I'm so delighted uh, that you'll be joining us uh, in this ministry as members. Uh, membership, among other things, enables you to help us steer the direction of this uh, ministry by giving you the power to vote in our annual congregation meeting, as well as, uh, among other things, serve on our, our, our council, uh, the leadership of the church. So we're delighted uh, to have you join us and excited that you will be sharing with us this ministry moving forward. For you and for uh, folks listening or watching at home, I wanted to share just a couple of things and then invite you to, uh, to share a little about yourselves. First, each of you will be paired with a shepherd. A shepherd is a, an existing member of the church who will meet with you twice uh, or three times over the coming year over coffee now that we can hopefully all gather in person, uh, just to, uh, to find out a little more about you and to, uh, to welcome you into this ministry. So be on the lookout uh, for that. Uh, second, uh, we have a new members reception, which will be um, June 13th. That's a Sunday at uh, 1130 a.m. It's our regular coffee hour, but it'll be devoted to uh, honoring you as new members of the congregation and, uh, and again, welcoming you to this ministry. Uh, we also welcome uh, today uh, Matt. Matt is a professor in communications at Seattle Pacific University and uh, brings with him uh, a, an amazing foundation in theology. And I think will add a lot to the intellectual life of this congregation. So separately, we welcome, we welcome Matt. Uh, we also then, of course, welcome those gathered here. Uh, I'd like to start with with Bob, and I've asked Bob to uh, say a little about uh, his work or a hobby and what he's looking forward to or is excited about when it comes to uh, being a member of Queen Anne Lutheran. So I'm retired. Um, my last uh, position was as uh, director of planned giving at Seattle University. Um, now I spend my time uh, helping people with English conversation who are new to the United States and to speaking English. Um, I'm an avid amateur photographer. I enjoy reading um, a fair amount of history recently and hiking, kayaking and cross country skiing uh, keeps me busy at various seasons of the year. Um, I've particularly enjoyed the Bible study and the forum programs and look forward to continuing with those uh, as an active participant in the discussions. Wonderful. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Yeah, and, and uh, we're delighted to wel welcome Bob as an associate member. Uh, he's also a member of another church here in Seattle, a longtime member of that church, if I understand correctly. And uh, we're just glad to have you with us as well. Uh, we get to share you and we're delighted uh, to do that. Um, next, uh, someone who is going to be familiar to many of you who are watching uh, since she's attended the church uh, previously with her husband, Dana, uh, Pam. Hi, I'm Pam Harmon, and um, I've been an RN for 38 years. I worked in labor and delivery, um, uh, welcoming new babies to new families for 38 years, and I'm looking forward very much so to retiring in the next um, year. I'm going to hang it up after all these years and going to 
actually what I plan to do is then be a nanny <laughs> for, huh. for families and uh, just watch a, one little baby for, um, for a little time. And um, I'm really looking forward to being a full-fledged member of, of Queen Anne Lutheran um, since I've been a, a kind of half member. <laughs> <laughs> even though I've been on council for a couple of years and been attending for several. And, um, and anyway, I, I just love this church. So thank you very much for welcoming me in. And yeah, and we're so grateful when, when Pam served on council, it was with the understanding that uh, when the opportunity arose, she would become a new member and she is uh, she has done that. So we are are very thankful both for her service and uh, and for her new official membership in the church. Uh, great to have you with us. Yep. Um, next person uh, joining us is Ren. Uh, Ren, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're looking forward to in this ministry. Yeah. Hi. Um, so Pastor Dan already mentioned I do stand up comedy. Um, I guess like maybe another fun fact about me is I'm getting my motorcycle endorsement. Um, so I'm trying to get a motorcycle. That'll be cool. Um, I have a dog. Um, I also work in, um, I guess when I was at Yale, I was studying for my PhD in astrophysics, uh, but I'm on medical leave now. Um, right now what I'm looking out of this is a lot of spiritual guidance. You know, I, I left, you know, um, I left Christianity a long time ago and like, I'm looking, I'm coming back because I feel a pull again, but I just, I want the right community. So I'm just, I'm hoping for like, like an open, honest discussion. Right. And just, you know, brutal truth, I guess. So. I think we can, uh, we will certainly endeavor to meet that. Um, uh, and and the reference to stand-up comedy, that was uh, just before we did this recording, uh, I mentioned that to the group. Uh, uh, Ren also uh, uh, came here by way of an interesting uh, route. She knows my brother, who's a residence hall director at Yale, uh, and my brother Brian uh, mentioned uh, this church in Seattle where she, uh, where she lives. So we are just delighted to have you with us, Ren. Thank you so much for being with us today and looking forward to to having you with us as we continue. Uh, Liz. Hi, um, my, I'm Liz and I live about four blocks from the church, which was one drawing point. <laughs> um, I'm, I was raised in Africa, missionary parents, you know, that kind of background and have continued in that sort of kinds of churches through the years and, and always felt like, you know, the round pig and the square hole and all that. So I, I really appreciate that this community doesn't shy away from questions and seems to welcome uh, my uncertainties and my probing thing um, ideas that I have. So I, I'm really excited to find a group of people in my neighborhood and are uh, seekers. And I've already jumped into women's life. Bible study, which I'm leading tonight, I got to get off. Um, <laughs> wine and wine and dine, wine and wine group. Book. I love the Bible study, so I'm already doing a bunch of stuff, and everything seems like a fit. I'm scared to death of joining 
because of being a missionary kid, I always refused to join anything. But anyway, <laughs> thank you. It seems like a fit. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I hope uh, it was it was painless, uh, the, the process. I am so glad that you are joining us officially. Um, it's great to see you here. So uh, and yeah, you're already a, a part of our ministry and uh, we've enjoyed having you at our Bible studies and forums. So looking forward to more of that. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Um, and finally, uh, Kat. Hi, I'm Kat. I'm a student at Seattle Pacific University. Um, I'm studying French and nutrition. I like to read and play the piano. Um, I'm hoping to study abroad in France this fall. So fingers crossed that that works oh. out. Um, and I've I've been attending this church since, since I started college. And I'm looking forward to um, the fellowship and the service that is integral to this community. Well, once more, we are delighted, Kat, to welcome you and everyone else here. This is a group of, of um, in many ways, seekers, uh, questioners, um, and uh, you're, in, you're a perfect fit for us. We're a church of that. So again, we welcome you uh, and uh, we look forward to serving with you uh, as we continue this ministry. Thanks be to God that you've all uh, been here today and, and, and are part of this work that we're doing. God bless. My name is Matt Bellinger, and I'm excited to be joining the community of Queen Anne Lutheran. I'll tell you a little bit about myself, and hopefully I'll be a more familiar face when we're finally back in person. I'm a Pacific Northwest native, born and raised at the mouth of the Columbia River. And I've spent my adult life bouncing back and forth between Portland, where I went to college, and Seattle, where I moved for grad school. These days, I live in Fremont, and I teach at Seattle Pacific University, where I am an assistant professor of communication. I teach courses on interpersonal communication, communication theory, and rhetoric. For the research part of my work, I study the rhetoric of Christian socialists. I'm interested in the language that Christian socialists have used and continue to use to make their socialism intelligible to fellow Christians and their Christianity intelligible to fellow socialists. I'm relatively new to the Lutheran tradition. I was raised conservative Baptist, but I'm drawn to Lutheranism for three reasons. The first two relate to absences in the traditions of my upbringing. In the Baptist church of my childhood, we had no use for intellectual pursuits. The Lutheran tradition I found leans in the opposite direction. And I'm drawn to the openness and encouragement of intellectual engagement with matters of faith. The second absence was that in my Baptist tradition, we had no real sense of our own historical origins, where we came from. But I deeply respect the Lutheran tradition's sense of its own history, the awareness of both its strengths and the explicit acknowledgement of its failings. That kind of clear-eyed historical perspective is vital for the church, I think. So I value that a lot. Now, I said there were three things. And the third thing that draws me to this tradition is that many of the figures I find most inspiring to my faith also happen to be Lutherans. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Paul Tillich, Dorothea Zola. And if these individuals could find a home in the Lutheran tradition, then I think I can too. I look forward to seeing you all in person. Let us come before the triune God in prayer. God of wholeness, we pray for believers all over the globe. Unify us in service of the gospel. 
that we may work together as beloved siblings to share your love with all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of the cosmos, we pray for creation, the gardens, the wilderness, the waterways, creatures near to us, as well as those we have yet to discover. Teach us to treat the natural world with reverence, seeking restoration when human divisions have caused harm to your beloved creation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of all people, we pray for harmony among the nations. Cast out from us unclean spirits of greed and fear. Free us from being susceptible to conspiracies and lies that undermine the common good, that we may work in solidarity with one another, each for all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of abundance, we pray for those who are oppressed or in any need. Encourage those who have begun to lose heart. Strengthen and renew us with your spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of righteousness, we pray for this holy house of worship. Set our gaze upon you, that in thanksgiving for your mercy, we may remember the grace you extend to us as we extend it to others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For whom or what else do the people of God pray? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of the ages, in your goodness you have sent us faithful witnesses for every time and place. We give you thanks for those saints who now rest in your eternal mercy, including most recently Beatrice Grannon. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your abiding grace. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Welcome once more to Queen Anne Lutheran Church. We are delighted you joined us this day for worship. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, we invite you to visit us at our website, queenannelutheran.org, where, among other things, you can learn about our educational forums, including our Sunday educational programming. We are also delighted this day to welcome several new members to our fellowship here at Queen Anne Lutheran. If you would like to greet them, we invite you to join a Zoom reception for them on next Sunday, that's June 13th, 1130 a.m. You can find out more information on our website. Once again, thanks for being with us this special day. Peace be with you. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Eternal God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
bless and preserve you. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you.